Hello and welcome to Hit Me With It, the podcast where you hit me with it. Swinging it around to our first question, we are live. Who are you? I am Larry Szynski, also known as Enrique Suave. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent stuff. Now, Enrique, I do think we might be picking up a little bit of your TV when when you're talking. I don't know if you might be able to turn down a touch. How about now? I think we can work within those within those confines. I I forgot to turn the, turn it off. <laughs> Man, it is a lot of work to edit a podcast. I have found that out for for dead ass certain these last few weeks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like I said, man, I it, Derek will tell you all about it too, especially when we did here be spoilers. Yeah, it's insane the the amount of time and there's really just nothing you can do about it. You have to sit there and listen to the entirety of the show like several times over. And <laughs> yep. Just get it done. Be- yeah, because we, uh, back in the, when we were doing the, 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 the podcast, our podcasts were damn near two and a half hours long. Ooh. So, yeah, so Derek would have to go through and, yeah, sit through another two and a half hours of the same thing. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like the uh, the second one I did uh, with my buddy Matt, we went for we went for almost two and a half hours um, just recording. I think it wound up being I think I cut out about forty five minutes worth of stuff altogether. But you know, and I I didn't get crazy with it either. I don't feel like I was being overly aggressive. I wasn't taking out all the all the ums and the extra f bombs that didn't need to be there, but you know, like just cutting out cutting out pauses that go on a little bit too long, or you know, oh, I cleared my throat right here. That's got to go. Oh, it's it's not a smooth process, and I don't enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's something that I really don't want to venture into. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too much, too much work. So now that we've uh, now that we've covered and diverted from our first question, uh, number two on the list, where did you come from? I was actually born and kind of raised in Sterling Heights. Uh, I lived there from '78 to '85. Maybe 85, 86. And then we moved to Lake Orion, which is just outside Auburn Hills. Because oh, my yeah. dad my dad moved around a lot because he worked for Ford Motor Company for like 40 years. So Oh my. But yeah, I was yeah, originally born here, went to Sterling, like I said Sterling Heights, Lake Orion. Then we moved to Sandusky, Ohio. Oh from yeah, from eighty-seven to ninety-one. And yeah, we were like 10, 15 minutes from Cedar Point, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, you know, me being, you know, 9, 10, 11, you know, that was great times going to, you know, Cedar Point. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, yep. you have that just down the road and you're pretty much guaranteed to have an awesome childhood. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It was fantastic, man. And then, yeah, we moved up back up here in St. Clair in 91. And then I lived in St. Clair from 91 to 2000 and 
to then I moved to Marysville. <laughs> uh, I was there from 2002 to 2005, and then I moved uh, up here since 2006. So I've been in good old yummy Port Urin for 15 years. Right on. I spent most of my formative years in, in Port Huron proper, and then... Uh... Yeah, as far as summertime fun, we had uh, right across the bridge over in Sarnia, we had, um, well, originally it was called Splashdown, and then that turned into Blue Water Fun Park, and it was, uh, yep, yep, it was yep. chiefly, chiefly a water park, but then they also had an arcade, and they had laser tag, and all that stuff, so that was like, that was our go-to summer trip, because back back in the dark ages uh if you were a kid you needed zero documentation to cross the border if you were with your parents you know like it was it was yep. a totally different time and so as long as long as mom had her driver's license we were we were good to travel internationally <laughs> yep yep those were the days actually yeah oh, i I, so I, I, totally, I totally forgot about that place we went there um I think it was uh, a middle school field trip. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, it was was amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it was. They had great slides. They had very little diarrhea that you would that you would notice (laughs) around. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was fun, and you know, like I like I said, it was so easy to travel travel between the U.S. and Canada back then. I mean, yeah, we were we were over there all the time. <clears throat> yep, because like I said, when and then once we got in our teen years, it was legal drinking age was nineteen over there. Oh yeah, and Studio Eleven's so, right there. And... Yeah, and we 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 would pop across <laughs> and hit hit Campbell Street. Oh yeah, and, and, I and then see, I didn't spend much time at Campbell Street. I mostly stuck to the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, for me. It was Campbell Street and Arcadia Bowl. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I used to five, man. I used to the, love a good game of five pin. Yeah. 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 Heck and, yeah, I was man, never was, good at it, but it was so much uh, fun. Yeah, because it's so weird. You know, the first time I played it, I'm like, you're basically rolling a bocce ball. Yeah. That, that's that ten times the length of a regular bowling alley, trying to knock <laughs> five trying to knock five pins down when you're drunk. Oh yeah, because you know that's not optional. Oh man! But the funniest <laughs> memory—the funny, the funniest memory I have of the times we went up there is on our way back. Um, my buddy at the time, his name was Mike, and we were driving back in into into the states. And you know, when you go to the border, you know they ask you all the questions and shit, and they asked us if he had if we had anything to declare and he he reached into his pocket and he grabbed a pack of starbursts and went to the border patrol guys like yeah i gotta declare that i have some starbursts (laughs) (laughs) crossing the border you know as a grown-up 
was a much different experience than uh, crossing as a child. I remember there was a time when I was, I, I mean, I couldn't have been older than 19 or 20 because um, we were spending a lot of time in Canada going to bars on the weekends and stuff. And I was working for Dyke Security. And this coincided with a phase of my employment there where I was taking these long shifts, watching these random factories out in the industrial park area. And they're all by myself over holiday breaks and stuff, just making sure the place doesn't burn down. And I had access to a computer and a printer. And then I found a laminating machine. And I made up, I made up these ridiculous signs and laminated them. And I had one that was attached to the dashboard of my car. And it was my, it was my rules for being in the car. And I couldn't even tell you what they were, but then like in the back seat of my trashed Pontiac 6000 that my eight, 19 year old ass was driving at the time, I had, I had just a cornucopia of these progressively worse and more disgusting signs that I'd made up. And we used to, (laughs) we used to get pulled over for secondary inspection very often in those days because (laughs) I was, I was a punk kid, you know, like at that point in time I had long hair because this was before the, uh, the male pattern baldness started to uh (laughs) creep in but you know long hair you know some shitty tattoos and stickers all over my beat up trashed filthy car and there was one time we were we were heading over to go do some drinking and i think look at some hooters and we get we get pulled into secondary inspection and there's a male and a female officer who are both pretty young and they were the ones who were like digging through my car with a fine tooth comb, you know, popping the trunk, shuffling things around. And the girl found this spread out stack of signs and she like went through <laughs> and read every single one. And she got very upset with us. And <laughs> I mean, it's oh. ridiculous because I mean, you know, I was 19 and, you know, Thought I was cool and funny. And so the the one thing, the one sign that I can remember that sticks with me to this day and makes me cringe so hard, plain black and white, but, you know, giant legal, legal letter size sign says, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did I really just blow a load in your mother's vagina? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, laminated laminated so not only did i make it but i took the time to put it in plastic so it's safe absolutely (laughs) this lady is not there for it you know like she we wound up having to go in and answer a lot of questions and we eventually did get through but yeah, we we really rubbed him the wrong way that night. <laughs> oh man! Well, you also oh, too, right? But well, not well. It's not that. It's just also back then. It's uh, those border patrol people were very very mean. Yeah, they could be, 
And you know what? There was another uh, another weird call that I had at the border. Um, I, it was another time that I had been pulled in for secondary inspection. And, you know, we're standing there at the at the front of the car and the customs officers are rifling through it. One of them comes walking back up from the trunk and they're like, who owns the gun? I was like, excuse me. (laughs) I was like, what gun? And there was there was no gun. They found shotgun shells in the trunk. And, you know, because I would take I would take the that car hunting and, you know, me and my dad would go and hunt and we both had shotguns for that purpose. But, yeah, there were a couple of shells in the trunk and they didn't like that very much either. All right. (laughs) Figure. Well, like I said, the way the way I the way I see it is anything worth doing is worth doing right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But see, now, then I also had a teacher of mine. I was in his ninth grade algebra class. Um, he wound up retiring from teaching and took a, bo- uh, took a job on the U.S. side of the border. So I ended up, like, at least a handful of times in his lane coming back from Canada. And, like, sometimes I was the designated driver, and it was nice to see him, and we could have a pleasant chat. <laughs> And then other times I was not the designated driver. So, you know, we're up at the window and you got me screaming from the back seat. Hey, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I think that's about the about the beginning and end of my wacky border shenanigans. Where's that movie? Right. Yeah, there should definitely be. There needs to be a Border Patrol movie. Right? I feel like Broken Lizard can't do yeah. it because yeah. right. they, they already have Super Troopers and Super Troopers too. So it's got to be it's got to be some unknowns, some startups. So I guess we should probably get on that, but you know, we got to get COVID under control first. <laughs> well, that's oh my god, did you hear about uh Trevor Moore, the guy from The Whitest Kids You Know? No. Oh my god, he died this week. I don't um, I have, I have no idea who that is. Oh my god. All right, I'll have to I'll have to send you some stuff uh cuz a lot of their shit is on YouTube, but it was a it was a sketch group from I don't know, 10 15 years ago. I'm not even too sure on the timeline cuz I missed it when it was originally airing. But uh, it's these few guys, and they're super funny, and some of their shit is just incredible. But yeah, one of the one of the main like founding members of the group, who was forty one, died uh, a few days ago, and there's not much in the way of details. But apparently, whatever happened to him happened to him in his yard where he had recently installed a still for making moonshine. And so people are oh. speculating that, you know, his his still blew up or he made his moonshine wrong and poisoned himself or, you know, like he could have fallen down the stairs. You never know, but holy shit. Yeah, I'll, wow, I'll send that... you some... It's crazy. 
Well, I'll send you that, some that, videos to watch. Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah, and they were they were just kind of like the these three guys that you know really made up the the core of the group. Like they were streaming together on Twitch and you know doing doing all this stuff, and they were raising funds for a movie that they were gonna make, like an animated movie, and it's. Uh, like his parts are already recorded, so they're probably gonna still put that thing out sometime. But uh yeah, just like that, he's <laughs> he's done. But so now that we've uh now that we've hit a low point, uh why don't we uh <laughs> pick things pick things back up and uh this is always a fun one. How did we meet? Well it's funny uh, Derek says that I met you while we were playing with Gypsy Moth, but something doesn't add up because I think you were already gone. Because Gypsy, we didn't start playing again until 2009. Yeah, I, because I, I have, I have, you know, dug into my, my thinker about this and it, I think it had to have been Sausage Fest. The... Yeah, that's that's that that's what I was thinking because I mean we we've well, been Derek, fo- Derek, don't tell anybody, okay? But Derek's an idiot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely Sausage Fest, and that was what 2013 was the yeah, first one, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first that when we met. Yeah, but that wasn't the first one. I think that was the second one. I didn't go to the first one. Oh, I think was that was, yeah. Oh, okay. So that would have been 2014. I'm sorry. It's somewhere around there. Yeah, but you and I, Dang. we were we were friends on Facebook for crap. What was it like since 2008? I think it was. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely we were friends along long time beforehand yeah man sausage fest was that's something that we should do again once you know the world's not all topsy-turvy and spike proteiny <laughs> i know i know that was such a fun time hell yeah i mean poorly poorly planned and poorly executed but oh my god it was a good time <laughs> absolutely that's what makes it fun. You don't want to go and you don't want to go and have a streamlined day in somebody's backyard. <laughs> oh. Right. We should have a special episode of this where where you and Derek both come on. Oh hell yeah. And re, re redo some of that shit. That'd be cool. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I mean hypothetically, as long as I get everything set and filtered and and leveled all right we should we should be able to honestly have as many people on as we want to <laughs> we could do a round table for movie right. night one of these times that might be a little yeah. too much <laughs> <laughs> oh yep so sausage fest there was there was music and podcasting and all sorts of food I got very drunk. I got very drunk that day. Like one of those where, you know, you you set your drink down and you're just like, oh, wow, I've really gotten out of hand. <laughs> and I don't need <laughs> any more of these for quite some time. 
Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, well, luckily, I've actually never been that bad. Yeah, I I have my I have my moments with alcohol, but they they definitely become much much more few and far between as I get older. Like I haven't I haven't drank anything in probably I would say almost three months at this point. I've just been sticking to uh, sticking to water. Right on. But for a while there, I was getting I was getting considerably drunk every Saturday when we were doing movie night. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. I just can't keep up that pace of getting smashed once a week. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, we've established. We've established loosely that uh, you and I are both fans of music. What was your first concert you attended? Oh, man. <laughs> now, this is going to be completely a shock to everybody because I really haven't gone to a lot of concerts in my life. But oh. The the, fir- the first concert I ever went to, and this is going to blow everybody's minds. My very first concert was in, I want to say, 1983. I was five years old, and I got to see Shanana. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I oh. loved Shanana because I was basically pretty much born and raised with my mom's music, which was, you know, doo-wop and 50s and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So there, my, 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 my mom and dad had a lot of Shanana records, and I always liked to play them and always liked listening to them, and I loved Bowser. Bowser was my favorite dude. Oh, yeah. Is he, is he still alive? <laughs> He is, isn't he? <sighs> I think so. Yeah. Um, actually, seeing so, I don't. I don't want to try and get you to edit too much, but let me look and find out. Oh yeah. Keep, yeah, but I'll keep talking. But yeah, um, yeah, I got to, um, I got to see him. I got to meet him too, which was awesome. Oh wow. Yeah, I wish I had the pictures and stuff from back. I have no more pictures from my past, which sucks. From uh yeah i lost everything so uh bowser from shanana yes he is he was born september 14 yep 73 years old september 14th <laughs> of 1947 <laughs> he's a he's a sweet little brooklyn baby boy yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah because i I thought I heard something about him still still performing, like just within the past few years or so. Really? Yeah, I think so. So I don't know if that just means that he's healthy and having the time of his life, or, you know, is he like, oh, I gotta get back on the well, bus or I'm gonna lose my apartment? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like I said, the last thing I seen him in was the infomercials for you know the 1950s music oh yeah and then uh they were actually shanana was actually the band that was in greece in the high school dance 
Oh, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Which was pretty cool. Hell yeah. That's crazy. And then, yeah, oh. a lot. And then my next concert, you know, a lot of people are going to hate me for it, but I loved them at the time, is when ICP came up to McMorrin back in 97. Oh, shit. I was there. Seriously? Yes, dead serious. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it was, was such a big no, we, deal, yeah, dude. We probably uh, bounced it was. off each other. <laughs> it it could have been. I think, what was that? Nine ninety eight, wasn't it? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Because that was, was right after it was something it was right, like that. Yeah, because it was right after Great Malenko came out. Yeah, and it was and it was definitely the only time they've played in Port Huron in the last you know thirty years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and I went to yeah, and I went to that concert with a broken leg. I was on crutches and everything, dude. No shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, and then... that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was I was right down right down front. I was covered in Fago at the end of the night, and sticky and gross. Yep. It was. So uh, was I, they, yeah. they put on a hell of a show, though, and at that point in time. I was pretty like I enjoyed them. Like I had, you know, a good handful of their albums, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, this shit is stupid, but it's fun." <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I was I was actually listening listening to Great Malenko last night. Actually, no shit. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're we're oh, SCP yeah. buddies. I yeah, think we're. Uh, I think we're juggalo common law gay married now. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody loves me for who I am. <laughs> right? That was one hell of a show though. Hell yeah. They are they are performers, man. And I and they're still not still Oh yeah, doing they're still it getting down. Yep. I think uh it's crazy. I think the uh Gathering of the Juggalos is coming up in like a week. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the place for me, you know, at at any time no. in my life really, but in the middle of a pandemic, I'm I'm not really all about that life. <laughs> no, me neither. Oh. I mean, I just, I, I just, I listen to them from time to time just to get a laugh. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, some of their, some of their beats are good, and they've got, you know, they've got all right flows. They've got kind of weird voices, but <laughs> <laughs> this coming from me, who, I mean, Jesus Christ, put a microphone in front of my face, and I will embarrass myself if I'm the only person here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we like we like music, and you like the drums. What's the uh, what's the first band that you ever jammed with? Oh, the, my very first band. We were called well, we were, we were originally called Among the Dead. Ooh, yeah, we were uh, original actually at the time. Um, I know. I wish I. I wish I. I wish I was able to. Like I, I found that tape. If you remember, I posted it on the Discord page. Yeah, yeah. Of one of our, of one of our songs. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were originally, we were originally called Among the Dead. It was me. It was just us and our my my high school buddies. 
uh, Jeff Brenner and Barry Bremer with Ryan McInnes. And we changed our name to Mockery of Incident. <laughs> and I mean, it was just what, what you know, basically a you know, just jam, a jam band. Really, we were just we wrote our own shit, and then we started doing some covers, and we did a couple shows. At, at, we did one at Jefferson Learning Center up here back in the day. Nice. <clears throat> that's where I got and my then, GED. <laughs> yeah, that's where a buddy, another buddy of mine, too, did too, and. Then we had another show in St. Clair at the gazebo. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, my parents weren't uh, thrilled of the illegal activities I was partaking in at the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, they found out about all that, and I had to quit. Ah. But then after that, I met up with my my one of my best friends, and we, we don't talk anymore, which sucks. And I miss him dearly. And I I tried talking to him. He don't talk anymore, so I don't know what's up with that. Uh, oh. We were actually as another high school band, and we we actually had a lot of fun with it. We were originally called Whiteout, but then we changed it to Bliss. We were it it was basically an original band that turned into a Nirvana tribute band. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I, like I said, I do have a VHS tape of my very first gig with that band in St. Clair, but his, his VCR doesn't work, Mm. but I did, I did, I did find a head cleaner. So maybe this weekend I'll put the head cleaner in there, see if that'll fix the problem because I really want to put that up on the, on the page. Oh, for sure. Oh, it was, it was so much fun, dude. They let me have a drum solo. They let me have a drum solo and everything. And, oh, nice. And it was on my 18th birthday too. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was, oh, it was amazing, man. It was so much fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. 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 And, and then God, see after, after we ended up splitting up, I wasn't in a band until 2008 when I met, uh, Monica Hudson and oh, yeah. I played and I was with closer to the truth for a couple of years. And then after that, that's when gypsy moth got back together. Oh yeah. And then I met Derek and it was funny the way the way Monica was uh, telling me about Derek it was <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, "Oh, I can't wait for you to meet Derek. You guys are going to hit it off so well because you're so much alike." I'm like, "Yeah, how's that?" It's like, "Well, first you both drink two liters. <laughs> you drink straight from the two liter." I'm like, oh, "Okay, that'll work." <laughs> Hello. Oh, yep, I'm here. I had to step away for a quick sec. I'm trying to... This chair I'm in is squeaky. (laughs) Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought I I lost you. Oh, no. Nope, I was just grabbing a blanket to throw down over top of it and see if that helps a little bit. It's... I mean... It's a, it's an old, old computer chair that I pulled out of a Staples dumpster probably like five <laughs> years ago. Nice. Uh, yeah. 
You can, but, man, you can get some really interesting shit out of a Staples dumpster. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever dabbled in the fine art of dumpster diving, but I have. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah. I used I used nice. to do that quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, me too. Up until yeah. up until I got my job at the smokehouse, I was I was you know, a part-time dumpster diver. Only only stores, not houses or anything, because I don't want somebody else's trash. I want a $400 office chair that's missing a caster and otherwise brand new in its box. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, this giant L-shaped desk that I'm sitting at right now that I've got my laptop, my mic, my lights, my speakers, a 42-inch uh, second second monitor, a VCR, <laughs> all this crap on, you know, 200, 200 you bucks retail, and all it is is the box got damaged in shipping, and the edge that butts up against the wall has a, has a little chunk out of the facade, you know? <laughs> Come on. Hell, you can't otherwise, pass on that. Right? Otherwise, it would have gone to a landfill, which is irresponsible and t- and dumb. You know. <laughs> right. And you could you could start your own surveillance company, John. Right. I should do it. That'll, <laughs> that'll give me a reason to be in the bushes looking at people taking pictures. Right. <laughs> right now, I'm just doing it for recreational purposes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, working those, working those long hours at the smokehouse, and then having to drive two hours round trip to, uh, you know, get there and back. I just didn't have time to do it, and so I stopped. And then the pandemic hit, and obviously, I <laughs> I didn't rush right out to go play in garbage. But yeah, I got some great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i miss it (laughs) yeah but yeah man i mean i gotta tell you out of all the bands that i've played with you know gypsy moth was just uh it was the best fun it was the most fun i ever had i i miss those days like crazy and we were getting such a good following and oh I I would yeah. do any I would do anything to go back, but yeah, like I said, once you know when I met Derek, you know for the first time, and, we, and it was true, we really we really did hit it off very very well. We had a mm-hmm. lot in com- we had a lot in common, and uh, you know he came over to the apartment I was staying at at the time. He uh, dropped off the CD of the songs, and we're like. Okay, he's like, uh, I think no, it was Monica. I think it was Monica told me, okay, you have you you have two we- you have two weeks to learn all these songs. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Well, we got to start practicing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we ended up we were uh, jamming in Bart's basement, the house over on 13th Street at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun, man. It was oh, it was so great to get behind a drum set again. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't touched this I haven't touched the drum set in a long, long time. Damn. But, uh, music music being a musician is something that, you know, that was that was what I was, you know. I mean I learned how to play guitar, bass, drums, piano, vocals. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 
Oh yeah. I'm like I said, yeah. those were, those were the best times. And it's like, you know, it's, it's that also that feeling like right before you go on the nerves that you have. Oh yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, but it's but exhilarating it's, 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 and terrifying. It's a, but it's, it, but it's a good feeling though. It's not like, Oh my God, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up or I'm going to shit my pants or something like that. It's <laughs> that, it's just that, you know, you, you don't know what to expect, you know, but once you get into that first song, you know, and you start playing and then the, and then when the crowd, it's when the crowd really starts getting into it, you, you love oh, it yeah. that much. You love it that much more. You play harder, you play better. And it's, it's just, I miss that. I miss that adrenaline, yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I had some, I had some fun shows with Derek. Derek's uh he's a good guy to be in a band with and Bart too. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, those guys are great. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, God. We, I have no idea what year this would have even been. Uh, but it was when me, Derek, Charlie, and Bart were Donkey Show. And we got booked to play a weekend at Blue Water Bowl. <laughs> And the second there, yeah, the second night that we were there, uh, I wore one of those inflatable sumo costumes with the uh, with the fan <laughs> built into yeah. it and everything. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was fun, and it was it was a little tricky, and then it got so hot under those lights, it was oh yeah. <laughs> It was unreal, and I wound up. I took it off, and I didn't have anything on underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of, I very strategically hid myself behind the drums, and oh yeah, that was that was a wild one. There may have been there may have been a few drinks that night. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is. Um, I don't know. I, it's it's a car. It's been it's been a cardinal rule for me and, and Derek as well because he didn't drink and I don't drink. And it's like if you're going to a gig and you're getting paid to do a gig, you do not go and get wasted. You know, I mean, in my, I mean, you're there. You're 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 there to do a job. You're there to perform and entertain. Mm-hmm. Not get faced and you know mess up and make an ass out of yourself but <laughs> oh no i th i think i opened up pandora's box ah. oh my god yeah yeah we're <laughs> i mean it never it never was too much of an issue for derek our our behavior i don't think it was anyway but uh <laughs> yeah we're definitely uh there's differing schools of thought there yeah, <laughs> I, I could there tell was I could, when I, could... I was you know there was when i was 25 anyway i don't think i would right. approach a gig with the uh same attitude at the age of 40 <laughs> <laughs> i mean but we had god music was always 
because I, I really liked the drums, and I started playing when I was, well, I did percussion in middle school band, and right around that age was when I started asking my parents for a drum set, but my parents didn't want to get me a drum set, because who wants a sixth grader with a drum set? <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, so it was, I was probably about 14 or 15 by the time I played on a real full drum set for the, for the first time. And yeah, I got, I got really into it, but uh, I do remember there was one, there was one birthday when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade where my parents said, oh, you know, we've got you a present, but we didn't have room for it here, and it's out at your grandpa's house. And I was like, oh, my God, it's got to be a drum set. And I was just over the moon thinking, like, hell, yeah, it's, the day's finally come, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the skins a little. And so we drive the 20 minutes out to my grandpa's place in uh, St. Clair, and... They're like, okay, it's out in the garage. And so I go out of the garage, and it was not a drum set. It was a dirt bike. <laughs> uh... Which, I mean, I enjoyed the dirt bike. Don't get me wrong, but I was so psyched up for a drum set. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, I got on the dirt bike and immediately <laughs> drove it into my grandpa's fence. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, I mean, that was pretty great, too. But. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah but I <clears throat> I was mostly into the drums. And then uh, Charlie, Josh, and I started, uh, started a crappy high school band. And I've got, I just came across these, uh, these old CDRs from all kinds of different stuff from back in the day. And I know yeah. I've got some of our, some of our music on there, but they're, I mean, they're pretty old and beat up. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to recover what I can, but I'm not sure of what I'm going to actually wind up with, if anything, but. Right. But yeah, we, we played some, some gnarly shows. Doing uh, doing all sorts of because I was singing for that band and most of our shows were were really good and fun times and you know we were pretty young and pretty naive and we were we were used to things going our way and we played we played this last minute show where we jumped on with a bunch of these bands that we'd never heard of and we were playing this uh. Oh god, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's like this little it's like this little club in Marysville. And it was a terrible terrible show. Like we <laughs> we got put on that day. Um somebody I didn't know called called me at my parents' house and they're like, "Hey, we've got a spot cuz somebody dropped off this show." you know, do you guys want to come play? And we were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we all dropped everything and got out there. 
and the crowd could not have been less of our people, you know, like everybody there looked like Fred Durst. (laughs) (laughs) They were not into our, you know, 16, 17 year old metal stylings at all. And yeah, we had probably a, I would guess, uh, uh, like an eight or 10 song set list. And after the first song, we cut out the next two and, you know, then we played the next song and we cut a couple more. And I mean, we only played probably three or four songs, but it was painfully obvious that everybody hated us and like no applause, nothing. And so we, yeah, we decided that we were just going to play our last song and call it. And so, like, we played through it. Then I was, (laughs) before I put the mic back, I was like, you know, this is bullshit. You guys are a bunch of douchebags. And if anybody has a problem, (laughs) I'll be outside. (laughs) Uh, I think that was the worst one we ever played. And then, like, I I do this thing where I where I stop with music for a while, and I think I don't I don't need to bother with it. And then I get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I do want to play music. And then I wind up just jumping on to the first thing that goes past me. And <laughs> it's not usually good. Like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of this band from Detroit called Dead by 28? No. Okay, yeah, it's it's good that you haven't. But see, the crazy thing is, they've been around for, oh man, probably 25 years at this point. And they're like our age. Like, so <laughs> these these kids have grown into adults and they're doing this. It's terrible music. I tried out for them as a singer when I was like 16, probably. And I got the, I got the the spot, but they were all, they were all from like St. Clair Shores and practiced in, you know, some, somebody's rich parents, giant basement down there. And I didn't have a car or a license. So it was a real pain in the ass for me to get, get there for practices, you know, like once a week. And after right. a few months, I wound up getting kicked out. But <laughs> then I, uh, not not too late into my 20s, I, on a whim, wound up moving out to California for a couple of years. And it was originally a weekend trip. And when the weekend was up, I didn't feel like getting back on the plane and flying back to Michigan winter was the way to go. So I just started staying at a hotel and I found a job and stayed out there for just a little shy of two years, but didn't play a single note of music while I was gone. Then I got back, heard those guys were looking for a drummer and I was like, oh, I can play the drums. And so I started with them and and like the crazy thing is they played 
Like, they played some decent profile shows, but they were, and still aren't, uh, a very good band. Like, they're trying to be... (laughs) Alright, if you can imagine, like, Frank Zappa meets Nine Inch Nails. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of what they're going for. And I feel like somebody maybe somewhere could pull it off, but it's not them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That but, that that uh, that that combination just gave me like a severe case of vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Just sit, just sit down for a minute and uh put your head between your knees until the feeling passes. We opened up for uh jello biafra when he was doing spoken word um the murder dolls dope um yeah who else uh the biggest one we played this show down in ohio and we were opening up for mindless self-indulgence and there was like i want to say like four thousand people there it was wow. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, but like the music was so fucking bad and like they and when I say that they were like, you know, they were bankrolling all of this, like they <laughs> you know, they had deep pockets. Like I got I got paid to go down there. They paid for my hotel room and gas money and food money and all this shit, but like it just got to a point where the music was I couldn't I couldn't look past it anymore because it just wasn't <laughs> right. it wasn't fun. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was a weird weird situation. Like a bunch of trust fund babies with instruments and Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and then I come creeping in. But uh yeah, those guys, those guys were the worst. Uh, I think I might have some links around too. <laughs> but uh, okay, so now moving moving back to the territory of bands and performers that actually deserve our attention. If you could sit in with one band for one night only on the drums, who would you want that to be? Oh, 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 oh man. Oh, that's tough. Isn't it? Oh, that is a hard question, man. Because I've had so many influences. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, that... Man, I... Can it be like... We can cut can out be, some of your thinking. <laughs> I know, right? Can it can it be like like any any band period, or like <laughs> bands that are like still around today? Oh no, they don't have to still be around today. To, uh, yeah, just any any legit band. You know, I, I mean, it would probably be a toss up between. I'd have to say Nirvana and Metallica. Oh, well, that's a good that's a good pick. I was expecting it was going to be Ario Speedwagon because <laughs> that's my pick. <laughs> That'd be nice no, too. Think, Hell yeah! 
I think my pick would actually have to be probably Glassjaw or or minus the bear because those those two bands, I really their music just it's it's on another level for me. Yeah, because like I said, when when I first heard of Metallica, it was but it, yeah, this is a true story. Um, <laughs> we were we were on a field trip. I was living in Ohio, and we were coming up to Michigan to go to Greenfield Village. Oh, nice. Which is now what the Henry Ford or some shit like that. Oh, who can keep up? I don't know, but my <laughs> and my and my and my aunt was going to meet me there, and I haven't seen her in a long time, so I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be sweet. So nice. one of my classmates had had his Walkman with uh, Kilimala on it. Oh yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome! That was my <laughs> that was my that, that, that was my first taste of metal. Nice, not not hairband shit or anything like that. I mean, this is like you know right. pure, unadulterated, in your face metal. I'm like, oh my god. Very I'm like, cool. This makes me want to be pick up the sticks because when I was hearing Lars's drums, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this would be <laughs> awesome. This would be so awesome to do. And then hell yeah. I'm like, hell yeah! And like when I first heard Kill 'Em All, I'm like, yep, I am officially a metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I said, with Nirvana, it was just. There's just always been something about Kurt Cobain that just blew my mind, you know? Like his 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 writing is to me still like one of the 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 best writers ever in music. Oh yeah. You well, know. And you know that uh that song that they had the um big protracted legal battle about a few years ago um what's the name of it yeah you're talking about rape me no 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 uh uh, you know you're right it's the one that was unreleased for a long time after he died and like courtney love was trying to keep dave grohl and uh uh, Chris Novoselic from putting it out. Yep. Yeah. And then it finally came out. Like I don't know. I'm so bad with time anymore. But maybe like five, six years ago at this point. And that was I have that not was heard, one of the last. I, oh man, it's so good. It's I one never, of the last. I, I not, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the last things that he wrote, and it's such a. It's goddamn catchy. Like it just gets in your head, and he really had a had a knack for that because i'm not a guitar player but i've heard enough people say you know like oh he's not a very good player but he's a really excellent songwriter you know and it it shows in what he was able to do it man it's a shame that uh he didn't get a chance to get old and you know because he'd probably be a pretty kick-ass old dude right now oh there's no doubt I mean, who knows what he what he would have gone on to do? He might have had a he might have had a rap phase. Who knows? <laughs> oh God, that's what they should do. They've got all this AI that they're using to do all these crazy things right now. They should feed it a whole bunch of Kurt Cobain singing clips and give him 
some tight bars to spit. I would love to hear AI Kurt Cobain rapping. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Something tells me there'd be an uptick in suicides, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's keep it on music. And now instead of who you would like to replace or, you know, displace from the kit, who's your favorite drummer of all time? Oh, there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, like I said, my list is so long, you know? There's a, there's a lot of drummers out there that influenced me. And... <sighs> I mean, like I said, I mean, if it wasn't for Lars, I don't think I would have picked up the drums. Yeah. But again, but Lars is a fucking douchebag now, so. <laughs> and he can't drum for shit no more. <laughs> so if yeah, anybody needs to, some... so if anybody needs to be replaced, it needs to be him. Because <laughs> it's like not, now all of a sudden, you know, I mean, yeah, they're they're gods of metal you know they can do whatever the fuck they want but i'm sorry in every metallica song you don't have to put in 40 million fills dude <laughs> and yeah. I, i'm it's so annoying watching him play drums now <laughs> oh yeah and, 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 and then that and it's like but i loved dave grohl with nirvana though Oh yeah. It was it, it was, was just beast. that it was it was that aggression that just pure unadulterated just in your face just beating the shit out of the drums, you know? I'm like, "Oh yeah. Hell yeah." Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, think... I mean, I've go on, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I think my I think my favorite drummer was probably uh the guy from Helmet who like he left in I don't even know what year, uh, but John Strainer he he did like Meantime and Betty and I think he was around for Aftertaste still, but his his playing style is so it's so solid and. It's kind of the exact opposite of what you were saying about Lars. Like, there's, he's very minimalist, and there's, you know, like he's he's got fills and stuff, but it doesn't feel like anything that he's doing is unnecessary. Right. And like his his style on, uh, there's a song on Betty, the Silver Hawaiian, where just just a subtle shift in what he's doing takes it from from a real cool chill like jazzy kind of feel to just straight up filthy rock and it's so it's so satisfying yeah right but no i mean as far i mean if i had a pick like one drummer that like I absolutely just love to death. Uh, it would have to be the late great Vinnie Paul. Oh yeah, just larger than life. Everything about oh. him, and it, it, it's just such a sad story. With you know, you know, brother, you know the 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 brothers, man. Right. You know, and it it's just so it was so fucked up, dude. When I when I read it online. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
first Dimebag, right. and then his and then his brother Vinnie Paul, because hell yeah, was they were amazing, and it's just they were. I mean, but you know, Pantera. I mean, his drums are some of the most unique sounding drums I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, no doubt. Like you, you can even ask Derek too if you ever do another podcast with him about me about a snare. I'm very particular on a way on the way a snare sounds. Like the more unique a snare sounds to me, the more I'm gonna like him. Like for me, yeah. it's it's Lars's snare, it's Vinnie Paul's snare, mm-hmm. and Alex Alex Van Halen's snare. Oh yeah. And it's 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 the snare that catches me. If I hear a nice, solid, unique sounding snare, I'm gonna like that drummer. Hell yeah! And but just Vinnie Paul was just so fluid and so so smooth, even with all the fills and the fastness, and it was just all smooth. Right. I mean, if you, I mean, if you go and. Go- Go on YouTube and, you know, watch Pantera music videos and just watching him being just, oh, he was a, he was a God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No two ways about it. Yeah. I remember watching the, uh, like their home videos, man. I used to love those. There's a, a woman who's an opera singer who's also a vocal coach and she does reactions to videos. Oh yeah. And she, she does one of Cowboys from her cemetery gates. Oh Jesus. And dude, she, she was totally mind blown. There's that one. And then it just, if you want check it out, it's uh, cemetery gates and Judas priests, painkiller. Oh yeah. And yeah. And she's called the charismatic singer or something like that. Uh, like I said, huh. I'll send you the I'll send you the links, Hell or yeah. or just check them out or whatever. But it's amazing. I, I I've I've watched that reaction video for Cemetery Gates about thirty times, <laughs> and her reactions are just fantastic. It, nice. And it's so amazing. I mean, with her being opera, and, yeah. you know, and she, and she's listening to like hardcore metal. It, it's <laughs> it, it's it, it's something else, man. All right, so uh, uh, this is always this is always kind of a gross question, and uh, I should probably just find something else to concentrate on and work it out of the rotation. What's your most embarrassing <laughs> moment? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean if that's what if that's what you if you really want me to hit you with it, I will hit you with it. <laughs> By all means, whatever whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with, you go ahead and let it fly. Oh, it it flew. It flew oh. all right. Okay, back in Oh, I want to say this was 1998 or 99. I was working at Party Time Ice Company, which was oh, over yeah. there on over there on Jaeger. Mm-hmm. And on, and I don't do day shift, and unfortunately, that's all they had was day shift. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a rough night the night before. I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, oh, I got to get up at four thirty in the morning and go to work. Mm-hmm. So I made coffee, and I don't drink coffee. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna Uh-oh. try some coffee. I'm gonna try some coffee and get some <laughs> sugar, get some sugar in me and milk going and all that. So I get to work, and they put me on loading the trucks of the the 50 pound ice bags. Oh God! So I'm like 10 minutes into my shift, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I feel the gurgle. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this sucks. I have to go. So I stop the I stop the conveyor belt. I'm like, hey, I got I have to go use the bathroom. And I will be right back. So I take off running and the bathroom is far away. So <laughs> you had you you had you had to leave the warehouse, walk downstairs walk outside, go inside to the office, and I knock on the door, somebody's in there. I'm like, oh, oh no. come on. No, come on, dude. This is not good. This is not good. And I'm like knocking on the door. I'm like, dude, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he finally <laughs> gets he finally gets out. I fucking walk in. I close the door, and I didn't make it. Oh. Oh, no, I I got in there, and I was ready, and it just came right out. Oh, well, I mean, looking on the bright side, though, <sighs> at least you got into the bathroom, so you didn't shit your pants in front of the office people. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that after having shit your pants. <laughs> but yeah, I shit I shit my pants, and I'm like, oh my god. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with my underwear and shit? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm like, well, a brother's got to do what a brother's got to do. So I took my underwear and threw it in the trash can and I threw a bunch of fucking paper towels and covered it in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's the worst because you know there's a zero chance that you're gonna get away with. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I, I never heard a word. I never heard a word about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I got away with it, but yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Hell yeah! Oh man! Oh, so we're in the. Uh... We're kind of in the throes again of uh, another little heat wave here in mid-August. Uh, what would you say is your strategy to beat the heat? The air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of my best friend, too. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, with my issues that I'm having, you know, money-wise and all that, you know, he he doesn't want to have it on lower than 74. Oh, yeah. And I am the guy that likes to have my air conditioning on full blast at 64. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see icicles hanging off my nose when I yeah, look in the mirror. You're, you you, you're, goddamn, you're goddamn right. <laughs> That's the way I am in the summer. It's like, yep, the, I got to be freezing because I like to... I, I'm a cold sleeper. You know, I have to have, oh, yeah. you know those thick blankets on me and still feel nice and chilly. Right. You know, that's why I like winter because you know, once the heat goes on, I can cover the heat. So the heat don't come in. So it's nice and cold. 
sleep nice <laughs> and good. It's like in the summer, like now I'm, I'm, I'm waking up like four or five times every night feeling like garbage, just oh, tired yeah. all day long. I hate everything about summer. Yeah. Except, except, except for the thunderstorms. I saw that oh, you, yeah. you got, you, you got, you got rocked pretty good today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up, up here, up here. We there was a big ass storm heading this way, and as soon as it got into St. Clair County, it split in two. One went oh. north and one went south. All we uh, had here uh. was he- heavy, heavy wind for a little bit. Uh, not even really a downpour. It rained, and then like maybe two claps of thunder and three lightning bolts, and that was it. Oh man. That's always disappointing when you're expecting a big storm and then you don't get it. It's kind of a letdown. I, I, I say that every day. Every, or not every day, but every time we say, oh, yeah, we're going to have storms coming. Hell, yeah. And then you don't get nothing. It's like I'm setting, up myself, I'm setting myself up for failure every single time where it says severe thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, we, didn't, we, we, we just got a regular little old storm. I'm like... Man, really, I got I get this excited for nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back in my room, lay down, and pout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just man, there's something cool about standing out on your porch or something, and just having the entire sky open up above you and <laughs> just hammer you. Yeah, well, remember. because well, that was the thing though. It was like I. I was like right after I got done eating, so it was about like four thirty, four forty-five, and it got like pitch black, dude. It was it was uh, dark, like what it looks like yeah. at like not eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, and yeah, nothing. The north end got it. Yeah, ah, uh, I do remember. I was in, I think probably fourth or fifth grade. And I was hanging out with uh, with this kid that lived around the corner from me. We were over at my parents' house on 13th, and there was a big storm that had rolled in. And I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can we go out on the back porch and watch the storm? And she's like, yeah, but don't leave the back porch. And I was like, okay, so... Me and this Dave kid were standing out there, and the rain's just coming down in sheets. And, you know, there's thunder and lightning everywhere. It was so fun. And then <laughs> lightning struck the corner of our neighbor's garage, which was, I mean, it was backed up right to their fence. And my folks' backyard is pretty narrow at that point. So Dave and I, in all honesty, were probably about... I would say no more than 20 feet away from where the lightning had had hit the neighbor's garage. And it was so, I mean, cause you're, you're used to the, you know, the correlation between seeing it and hearing it, you know, and you're like, yep. Oh, that one's, that one's three miles away. That one's seven miles away. Like just the instantaneous nature of the incredibly bright flash and the super loud noise like i i've always been short but i am shocked that i did not jump high enough to hit my head on the roof of our porch like it was so loud and he and i like we both shot up into the air and like 
arms swinging and screaming, and we ran back in the house so fast. It was terrifying. Yep. <laughs> that actually, dude, that actually happened to me like three years ago. Oh, really? Or two years ago. It was here two or three years ago. And this was when I was staying um, at the, I was staying at a motel. And I want to say it was about, yeah, it was July or August or something like that. And we had the storm come through and I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm going to stand outside. I'm going to watch this shit. And it was a beast, too. And this mm-hmm. light, this, cause I live, I lived like right, maybe like not even a half a mile from the overpass over on Lapeer Road. Oh, gotcha. And a lightning bolt hit one of the billboards. Oh, shit. And I'm, I, like, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm right there. And, yeah. Uh, it, it 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 blinded me. It shook the ground. I jumped out of my shoes <laughs> because I don't wear shoes with you know to, with ties or anything. I wear uh, Skechers. Oh yeah, the, the ones that you just slide on. And I literally oh, jumped yeah. out of. I jumped out of my shoes. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was oh, that was amazing. It, it still pops up. It still pops up in my memories on Facebook. But oh yeah, oh my god, that was holy shit, dude! I couldn't believe that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go in and lay down and calm down for a bit. Yeah. Oh man. So speaking of uh, going in, laying down, and calming down for a bit, how do you manage the lockdown sillies? Uh well, uh, binge watching a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've literally, I dude, I've gone through like everything that I like watching, and yeah. it's like, oh my god. Oh, speaking of which, um, have you ever heard of Miss Brown's Boys? No. Oh God, yeah. Okay, yeah. You definitely need to check this out. It is this is. A, is this a poop movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! This isn't. This is. This is. This is an Irish sitcom. Oh no, shit! And basically, uh, to put it in short terms, it's basically a sitcom with like picture like an R-rated Miss Doubtfire. Nice. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a uh, her, her well her name is Agnes Brown, played by a guy named Brandon O'Carroll. Oh, cool. And it is raunchy as shit. It's amazing. You can go nice. on YouTube. You go on YouTube and ch- I'll actually send you links to those too because they're they're hilarious. But you can also go and download BritBox. Ooh, and they and they give you a seven day free trial. Oh, cool! And they have all the episodes on there, and you can if you binge watch, you can get through all the episodes in a day and a half. Nice. <laughs> and it's cool. fucking I'll definitely ho- check it, that it, out. It, dude it's it's fucking hilarious my, one of my buddies jeremy mm-hmm. got me into that years ago we were both working at pelzer oh yeah and at, and at one and at break time we'd always go out and watch videos and all this shit I'm like oh you gotta yeah. check this out you gotta check this out i'm like miss brown's boys i'm like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> and then i watched it and what they showed me was one of hit one of her sons brings home a can of spray glue and 
Miss Brown had what they call curry tummy, which is basically gas and diarrhea, right? So she kept oh, running yeah. back and forth, kept running back and forth to the bathroom using, you know, aerosol spray, uh, air freshener. Uh huh. So she has the, 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 she accidentally grabs the spray glue <laughs> and she, she sprays her crotch area. Oh, shit. So as she walks back into the kitchen, her legs get stuck. <laughs> and her best her best friend Winnie's there sitting at the table. And oh, it's just so funny. They she had to help her get her legs spread open. Oh god. It burns her ass on the oven. Oh, goes goes into the sink to you know to cool to you know get the burning sensation off, and then Winnie, her friend, her head gets stuck to her underwear. Oh Jesus! And and then she's like, "My face got stuck to your knickers. My face is stuck to your knickers." (laughs) And oh god, it's just oh the the stuff they get away with is so fucking funny, dude. Nice. But it's definitely worth it. It is hilarious, and you need. Like I said, I'll send you the link to, to, to. Uh, you know, I'll I'll send you the waxing one. <laughs> okay. Actually, let me see if I could do that now. But <laughs> yeah, Miss Miss Brown's Boys is like by far one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my entire life. Nice. Let me let me hit you with this. If you had to pick one and one only, what would you say is your favorite smell? Oh. Man, you hit me. Yeah. I mean, even though I've heard these I've I've listened to all the podcasts before and I have always have time to think about it, they're still hard. I have to say my favorite smell is fresh lumber. Ooh. Yes. You know, when you walk into Home Depot or Lowe's and you yeah. just smell the wood, it's like, oh, that lumber just, oh, it's just something about lumber that just, yeah. oh, it's just, it smells really good. Oh, that's a good one that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have thought of. Like, it wouldn't have been at the top of my list, but it belongs there. Like, it's, it's good. That's, man, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah! I've, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just I, ever since I, you know, I would go to like hardware stores with my dad or whatever, you know, when I was a kid, and it's just like smelling the lumber. It's like, oh, it smells so Hell good. Yeah. <laughs> Son, get your nose off that wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So now, what would you say goes missing most often in your home? Well, seeing as how I don't have much anymore, <laughs> if anything, that's see, that's a tough question now because I really don't have anything. I keep everything by my side. Really, I really don't lose anything. But back yeah. in the back back in the day, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do it that way. Sure. Back in back in the day, I would always lose my fucking car keys. Oh yeah, that's and it's such a such a panic when you do that, and <clears throat> that and my fucking drum key. Ooh yeah, that one that hits close to home. Oh well, 
I suppose it is getting a little late in the evening, and I am nearly to my final question here. But uh, okay. yeah, this has been which is awesome, this has been a yeah, lot this... of fun. And oh yeah, for I'm sure. Like, uh, thank you for coming on. I was talking to Derek about it the other day, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be recording with Larry soon." And as I was telling him, I was like, "I'm kind of nervous about it because he's, you know." The first person that I don't have, you know, a, a super long and storied history with, you know, and yeah, yeah that and, that crossed my that crossed my mind too. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say on this podcast? We hardly know know each other as deep as everybody else. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I was a little worried, and you know, Derek's like, oh, he's like, it'll be fine, and, you know, and it's a chance to get to know him better, and. And that's definitely true. Like, this has been a really good time, and I have very much enjoyed getting to know you better, Terry. <laughs> same same here, Jim. <laughs> good stuff. But on that yeah. note, I will go ahead and bring us around to our final question. What would you say right. is your spirit animal? <laughs> oh, man, my spirit animal. <laughs> Well, if I have to go on my life now, it would have to be a sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Definitely a sloth. Yeah, man. This it's been a <laughs> it's been a rough couple of years. Oh, it has. Oh, but at least sloths but... are cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I think they carry diseases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God knows what the fuck's in me. <laughs> you're like the popular girl in high school. Like, yeah, you're fine to look at, but you probably got herpes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> maybe, maybe some crabs, but that's about it. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, but like I said, I mean, overall, I mean, I, I I would say, oh man! I mean, it, as far as life, you know, from day one, like full circle to now, um, I would probably have to say a lemur, or or, or a or or a ferret, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, but yeah, like like now it now it's a sloth. But yeah, I yeah I've downgraded from a sloth from a ferret. I start <laughs> well. I started I started out as a ferret, and then I went to a lemur, and then now I've downgraded to, you know, a sloth, and maybe like next month I'll be an armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you know, there's there's an upside to being an armadillo. You know, if things don't things don't go your way. You can always just tuck into a ball and roll away. <laughs> that's that's that that's not different than now. <laughs> but you know, but no, but seriously though, it's like, especially with people that don't know me, I would I would I would say like an armadillo because I do have a hard shell. Yeah. People, people have a hard time, you know, really. Cause I, I don't open up to people very easily. So it, it, it takes people 
quite a while to to understand me personally. Yeah, you're a, you're a tough nut to crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I'm just a, I'm just a nut. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I mean, you you really do have to be you have to be a nut to survive. I mean, <laughs> right? Holy shit! Well, I suppose that uh, would probably bring us just about to the end of our episode. But uh, right oh, on. Yeah, I've got a I've got a severe thunderstorm watch that just came through on my phone. So apparently, there might yeah. be some stuff headed your way. <laughs> oh yeah, it was coming from Wisconsin because they were under tornado warnings and all that all day too. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Our, I've our never end seen of the, a our, tornado in real life. Never, I'm not. Oh, I'm oh, not in a rush, dude. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I have seen three in my life, and it's been a long time Holy since shit. I've seen one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's coming hardcore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll make this quick because we do have a tendency of like I like I tell. I always have a problem with Wi-Fi sometimes, especially when it gets stormy. So I'll make this quick before <laughs> before we say our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, the first time I saw a tornado, I was five years old. I was at school. Oh, I wow. was in. Uh, I was in first grade, but I only lived like a quarter mile from the school. I lived right down the street from the school. Mm. So, and we only went to school until I think it was noon or something like that. And I remember it clear as day. Like I heard sirens go off. And then the teacher saying, Oh, we're under a tornado warning. We're going to send you guys home or those were, or those who are close got it. You know, they can go home you know the rest of us you know they they had to go to the gym or whatever but we went outside and the sky was completely black and it looked like you could touch the sky that's how low it was oh wow yeah so we we i get i get home and i saw the funnel and then we went down to the basement that was the first one the second time (laughs) was when I was oh, 15, when I was hanging out with my band downtown. <laughs> the, fu- the funnel came down right in the center of town. Saw that. Wow. And then the, then the third time, we were, I was on my way to Marysville with my dad to pick up food. Saw that in the distance. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. it's crazy. It's, it's a sight to see, man. I haven't seen one in, since then, and I was about fifteen. So, oh yeah, yeah. I think when I was, uh, uh, must have been probably in the neighborhood of twenty, because it was. Well, it was it was not long after September eleventh, like the the September eleventh. Uh, yeah. But there was a there was a tornado that had touched down at the north end of Port Huron um just a little while beforehand and I was headed up that way. I think I was going to the mall or something. And yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah, and it had torn part of the roof off of, uh, I think it might have still been a Kmart at the time. Uh, I think eventually it was a TJ Maxx or something. Yep, yep, but, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, there were there were like emergency response crews and news vans and all this stuff when I was driving by. So instead of just going, I pulled into the parking lot and I was standing around and I can't remember which news channel it was, but it was one of the ones based out of Detroit. They had somebody on scene with the with the camera rolling and they were talking and I, <laughs> in the background I yelled, I was like, it wasn't a tornado, it was terrorists. <laughs> yeah that was that was the closest i ever got to a tornado <laughs> that's yeah i'd probably just need a change of pants and a low area to lay down <laughs> but yeah i suppose seeing as we're creeping in on 1 a.m here i will go ahead and let you let you hop off and I'll do likewise but I would like to thank you very much Larry for coming and sitting with me virtually this evening hell yeah that was this was this has been fun hell yeah we'll have to do it again maybe we'll uh like I was saying get one of those together where uh me you and Derek just uh just tear it up for a couple hours or something that'd be cool hell yeah Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hit Me With It. Thank you, Larry Szynski, for hitting me with it. I am John Normandon, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>